I'm so glad you're with us here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's all about you and that wallet of yours. I want you to learn ideas from me so you can keep more of what you make. Coming up in just a few minutes in today's Clark Rageous Moment, you and I are doing something Clark Rageous that is costing us so much extra money. And coming up yet later, the delivery wars continue and now have intensified. I'm going to tell you what you need to know so you can get free delivery and get it quick. I'm going to talk right now about something that is a shocking move. It was something I really didn't see coming, even when it was just a legislative proposal. Because so often, most, well, it's not so often, it's true. Most bills that are introduced in state legislatures never make it to a law. It takes a long process and a difficult winding path for a bill to become a law. Well, in Washington State, in a first-in-the-country move, they have implemented a tax to pay for long-term care for the residents of the state of Washington. There's a terrible, terrible problem in the country with a ticking time bomb of just flat-out too many baby boomers. People born between 1946 and 1964 are living longer and ending up with more care than anybody expected. And so very few people have insurance coverage that will help them out with long-term care, and that industry's kind of imploded anyway. And so this has become a real risk for people generally later in their retirement years. So what Washington has done, this Washington State, this is not a national thing, this is in Washington State, is residents in the state will have for every dollar they make, they will have one half penny put into a fund in order to pay for people's long-term care. Now, the one half penny of each dollar will pay for one year of long-term care. But the reason for this is because the reality is people who are in the great middle class don't have enough resources if they end up needing long-term care. And I don't know if Washington's program financially will stand up, again, Washington State, but I do know that we as a country have got to figure out viable ways to deal with an aging population and providing for long-term care because a huge percent of us, by some estimates, as much as two-thirds of us, at some point in our lives will need some form of long-term care and it's really, really expensive. And so we have to have some way of being able to provide for that because the government at all levels lacks the resources to do this. 
And I can't wait to watch if the Washington State experiment becomes something that falls flat on its face or actually becomes a viable way that people support to provide for assistance when somebody needs long-term care. Peter is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Peter. How are you doing? Good, thanks. Hey, I've got a quick question for you. Um, we uh, recently canceled cable, and we have the Amazon Stick. And I'm looking for a sports-type app that's free. Is there anything out there for something like that? Well, how close are you to a major metro area? Well, Hartford, Connecticut, New Haven, Connecticut. Great. So you do you have a digital antenna or you know an antenna for over-the-air channels? Uh, no. All right. That's the first thing you should do because you will be stunned, particularly if you got a bigger one. How many miles are you from Hartford? Uh, it's about a half hour, so figure 35 miles, 40 miles. All right. So if you go on a website called antennaweb.org, or uh, that would be where I'd start, you'll be able to see how many channels are available that you should be able to access from your zip code, from Hartford or whatever other markets, and then what, how fancy of an antenna you need to install so you can at least pick up all the sports programming that's being fed through local channels. Once you have that antenna and that's all free. Oh, okay. All right. So sports programming, everybody in the pay TV industry is trying to get as much content of sports as they can behind paywalls. And so it's been, for people that are sports nuts, it's been very frustrating to be able to get content. And at least with the... Uh, antenna, you'll be able to get a fair amount. Now, oh, okay. the other thing you can do is ESPN has a streaming product that okay. has a lot of sports, maybe not the marquee premier games, but there's a lot of right. stuff on ESPN Plus, and it's not free, but it's $5 a month, $4.99 a month. Oh. Okay. And if, right. you, if you find you just are craving sports so much... In my mind, the best choice right now for sports, and this is a moving target, if you have to open up the wallet, look at Sling TV, you know, Sling.com. Oh, okay. Because Sling has uh, the orange band of channels and the blue band of channels. And with the um, with the channels, depending on whether you do orange or blue, they did something pretty sneaky they put some sports channels on orange some on their blue channel lineup so if you're really crazy about sports you have to pay for both but if you find Uh enough sports programming on one versus the other you pay 25 a month but then you're getting a lot of what you were getting before before you cut the cord you know all the okay all the various cable type channels all right uh, and a follow-up question, uh, and you may know this or not know this. How about Wi-Fi? So that's sure. what, any of these you're getting over Wi-Fi, you know, any right, of the streaming right, products. Right now we're getting Wi-Fi through the cable company? Yeah. Is there any other devices out there that there, will provide Wi-Fi? 
it's coming, but it's okay. kind of like we're waiting for the cavalry to ride in because okay. uh, there's a new technology that is talked about so much among people that are in the, the technology field and communications fields, and that's 5G. And okay. we're going to see rolling out slowly, and then it will just kind of envelop the country where we're going to have access to ultra-high internet connections that either are for our home or follow us on the go that are going okay. to be available for much less money than what we pay the cable monopolies today. Oh, okay. But we're right. looking we're looking before it's really meaningful for people towards the end of next year is when you're All really right. going to start seeing that be a viable competition for the monopoly cable companies. So for now, you're a prisoner of the monopoly cable company or the monopoly traditional phone company, but that's just for now. There's a new era on the way. James joins us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, James. Hey, Clark. How are you doing? Great. Thank you, James. How can I serve you? All right. So, uh, you know, I'm 40 years old. Um, I, I haven't really put saving for retirement at the top of my priority list until until recently. Um, and I just kind of I kind of want to go over with you what I got going on and kind of get your feedback and then maybe ask a couple questions. Sure. Um, so uh, I'm doing a 10% contribution to my 401k right now, but my company doesn't offer a match. Um, but I've also got a Roth that I'm maxing out. Okay. Um, First, uh, you started off by dissing yourself, saying, I haven't been doing anything. And you come here to me and you're already saving uh, six grand a year in a Roth and 10% of your pay in a 401k. Sounds to me like maybe you were a late starter, but you've come solid out of the blocks saving well, substantial amounts of money. Right. I'm just paranoid because kind of the catalyst for all this is I, I'm seeing what my, par- my parents are going through this this right now where they haven't prepared for their future. And so I'm sorry. I'm, 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 I'm a little paranoid about it because I just want to make sure that I'm okay. Um, so is it, it, 10% enough? No, I, not if I, you started at 40. I mean, okay. really, it requires more money. I have a, a chart that um, that on Clark.com that will agitate you a little bit when you first look at it, but it shows how much money you have to save to, uh, I give the theoretical example of having a million dollars in retirement. If you start in your 20s, how much in your 30s, how much if you start in your 40s, and you'll see you got to step it up. But right now, would you guess between the 401k and the Roth, you're somewhere north of 15% that you're saving? Uh, it's I don't know the percentage, but it's it's a little bit north of fifteen grand a year is is what it works out. And to. what kind of income do you have a year? Uh, a little bit over ninety. All right, so yeah, so you're saving um, about sixteen percent or so of your pay. I if you're comfortable, you're still able to live your life like you want. I'd like you to every six months step up what you're doing in the four hundred one k. Even though there's no match, step it up one percent more. Just okay. put it on your calendar and keep going till you get to the point that you're putting the maximum in your 401k you're allowed under the law. Okay. And that will really help you play catch up. But okay. um, my chart on the key is called the key to save early, is to save early. 
And when you look at it, the difference between somebody who starts saving at 25 versus somebody who starts saving at age 40, to get to the same place, you have to save three times the money per year what somebody does at age 25. Right. So that's why you need to, uh, to save such a substantial amount of money so that you can have financial security down the road. Okay. Am I able to ask you one more question? Please. Um, so if, 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 I, if, I, if I do that, or let's say, um, let, me, let me rephrase this, should I, because we, we have an HSA at work, should, should I prioritize the 401k over, over putting money in the HSA? I'm putting oh my a little goodness. bit of money in there. The HSA is so fantastic for you. It is the best plan that exists for people to stash cash for the long term. If you can afford to pay your out-of-pocket medical expenses each year and just fully fund that HSA each year, you get an upfront tax benefit for putting money in, then it grows tax-free, and then you spend it tax-free for medical, so it's actually superior to a Roth or a 401k. But should I prioritize that over increasing yes. the forward? Okay. Completely. And just know that the goal is when you have an out-of-pocket medical, if you can afford to pay it out of your wallet, pay it out of your wallet and just let that HSA money continue to grow because in retirement, it is the greatest tool for more financial security in retirement than I think exists today. Okay. Okay. So I'm so glad you asked me that because so few people have the access to HSAs and almost none understand the benefit of it, and it is gigantic. I have some information for you at Clark.com about how to pick the right investments for that HSA and where you should turn. You and me as consumers have lost our minds. Name Brand Man is back to life. Name Brand Man has been on the ropes for a long, long time, and I want to tell you what's happening to Name Brand Man in today's Clark Rageous Moment. Scams, rip-offs, outrages. It's a Clark Regis moment. Name brand man is the person who's immune to high prices, who is lured in by advertising, who is fooled by brand names, and wastes money each and every day. Well, name brand man has been really suffering for years as we as Americans have gotten steadily more intelligent and have been buying far more store brands. The reality is store brands The quality of them has skyrocketed, and many store brands now are looked at by consumers. The perception is they are superior to brand names. Just look at the most successful store brand in the history of U.S. retailing, Kirkland Signature, Costco's private label. But for some reason, Americans over the last year have been falling back on bad habits, and are buying brand name goods again. So much so that the brand name manufacturers have been able to push through massive price increases on their brand name goods. And consumers are just paying more money. And now the spread between buying store brands and name brands may be the largest it's been in decades. So don't demolish your wallet. Don't do it. Don't be influenced 
by seeing that item that you saw advertised on TV. Instead, be influenced by remembering this. Every time you buy a store brand, if you like the thing, you multiply it out. You're saving money every time you buy it. On the other hand, if you buy the name brand, all you're doing is making sure that the stockholders of that brand name company are making more money. I'd rather you have the money, not the stockholders of that company. Thanks for taking time out of your day to join us here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's about you and that wallet of yours. I want you to learn ideas to me so you can save more and spend less. And don't let anyone ever rip you off. Our main website, Clark.com. And if you like saving money, ClarkDeals.com is a really great destination for you to know about. We also have the Clark Deals Daily Newsletter. So weeks ago, maybe it's a month now, I forget, there was a huge avalanche of publicity when Amazon announced that they were going to phase in on many of their most ordered items one-day delivery for Prime members. It is an enormous logistical challenge for Amazon to make this happen. And what you'll notice over the transition period going from two-day delivery to one-day on many items, that it will just randomly pop up that one day is available. And sometimes it's not exactly perfect. I was buying an, an item on Amazon last week. And when I went to buy it, it said that one day free delivery was available. So I clicked on it because it gives you all those choices. If you wait like a week, you get some money that you can spend on, uh, what is that, Prime Now or something? Anyway, so I go there and it says it'll be delivered in three days from then. And I'm like, huh? So I go back a step. It says, one day free delivery on this item. Click again. Still shows me it'll be uh, three days till it gets to me. I'm like, wow, this makes no sense at all. But it's all about them working the bugs out of it and getting it right. But Walmart, which has been reporting great numbers lately, uh, surprisingly so in terms of sales, just reported they've had incredible success with click and collect on groceries, online ordering of groceries, where people go to that crazy-looking, weird-color orange side of the building for pickup, and you just sit in your car, and somebody comes out, and they bring your groceries to you. has really worked for them, but now they know there's a big chunk of the market that doesn't want to go to a Walmart, doesn't want to step inside a Walmart, but will order at walmart.com, So they've decided they're going to do the one-day shipping as well, and they've now announced what their plan is, how it's being rolled out. So next day is available now in a lot of the Phoenix metro area and Las Vegas metro area, and I think next week it comes to Southern California. And as they work the bugs out in those three areas, Then it will roll out to most of the country, phase by phase, market by market, in time for this Christmas shopping season. 
the one-day delivery. There's no membership. Walmart used to have a membership. Nobody really joined it. So they eliminated the membership, and they just went to a flat rate minimum on orders 35 and up. And if this year follows past patterns, as we get close into the fall for the Christmas shopping season, they'll probably eliminate that minimum, at least for the Christmas shopping season. So the deal on it is they're doing only a quarter million items. Did I just say that? That sounded really stupid, didn't it? A quarter million different things. So a quarter million different, uh, what they call them, retail SKUs. Um, these items are the ones that are ordered most often will be the ones that will be inventoried strategically in area warehouses close to major metro areas where they'll be able to do the one-day delivery. So this one-day delivery thing has legs, and I kind of thought it was a gimmick because there's an additional cost, obviously, for Amazon and Walmart to do one-day delivery. But as soon as something's announced, we seem to get used to it. And I think about my consumer behavior at Amazon last week when it said one-day delivery and then it wasn't giving it to me. I didn't need the item in a day. I just expected it in a day. Art's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Art. How are you doing? Hey, Clark. How are you? Great. Thank you. What's going on, Art? Well, I have a question. Um, My wife and I are both in our early 60s, so we're kind of thinking maybe retirement um, is in the future. And um, we both signed on a student loan for my son probably 18 years ago and um, are wondering if and if it's possible to get the names off that student loan just in case something were to happen. So 18 Um, years out. Um, how much of the loan balance remains? You know, it's, uh, um, from when I listen to your show and these people have all these thousands and thousands of dollars, um, I think, oh, my gosh. So we're very fortunate. It's probably only about $25,000 left that he has to pay. Only, uh, I mean, twenty five is still a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, that's why I try to get my name off, just in case. But, um is there, if it's a my loan, which is a Michigan loan, it's MI and then loan. So sure. is there uh, is there a way to get our names off of that or are we only if that? You, Only if your son refis that loan. He has to refinance it in order to be able to remove you as a co-signer because the my loan people have no um, upside allowing you to be removed from the loan because right now they you know the loan originally was given with you as a co-signer for his benefit and so if he doesn't pay on the loan they've got you to go after and they've got him to go after so if they just say oh okay we'll remove you then they only have him to go after right so that's why the only way to do it is to have it refinanced do you know what kind of interest rate that my loan carries? No, I don't. I, I don't. Right. So that's um, important because if the loan rate is uh, not that low, which right. that many years ago it may be a higher interest rate loan, if your son's credit worthy, he may be able to refi out of the rate he's got, get a lower rate, and get you out of the picture. Okay. Um, 
if he were to refi, who who should he go go to to refi? That's a uh, great question. So uh, there's a company that people have had a fair amount of success with called SoFi. Okay. And depending on his credit standing and credit worthiness, the rate could be pretty decently low. And if they approve him, then almost immediately you're out of the picture. Okay. Well, and does he? Does I hate to bring this kind of thing up, but does your son own his own home? He does. And do you so, know if he has he, any meaningful equity in that home? No, um, he actually just purchased it, and all this kind of came to head because he switched banks, and he had automatic withdrawal, and then, um, then the my loan people didn't catch up with the. Um, switch of the bank, so um, not that he got behind, but it's like, hey, this it generated probably automatically that, um, hey, we didn't get the payment. So uh, we didn't, we never really thought about it to be honest with you. And all of a sudden, we got a letter, and it's like, hey, what's going on? And he's like, well, we switched banks, and it didn't got caught up. He's never been late. He's always paid, and it's back on track now. But he just recently purchased a home so he doesn't really have any no equity all right because i was looking for where if he can't get approved for a better rate on the student loan what options there might be with equity in a home but that's out of the picture so i think he's just got to go see if he's considered to be credit worthy enough to take you out now or if he's got to wait a while if that generated any late pays on his credit till he can try again but interest rates are generally more favorable today on student loans than they used to be. Um, And so there may be an opportunity to get you out of the picture. And, you know, I know misery loves company so often. And, Art, you're not alone. There are a huge number of parents approaching retirement age who did co-sign student loans for their children, that the loan balances are still outstanding. And it is kind of something hanging over your head. So I hope that your son will feel encouraged to get this refied and get you out of the picture. Karen's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Karen. Hello, Clark. How are you? Great, thank you. You want to go to San Diego. I do. I have never been to the West Coast, and I would love to go. San Diego is so fantastic. I love that that town. I am glad to hear that. I want to see a baseball game. <laughs> okay. It's a long way to go to see a baseball game from the East Coast. Where back east are you? Well, uh, uh, right now we're in Brunswick, Georgia, which is on the coast. Sure, I know where Brunswick is. All right. Yeah. So your air markets closest to you would be um, Savannah, Georgia, or Jacksonville. Correct. And when are you thinking of going to the West Coast? Um, I was thinking June, but that may be a little too soon now. (laughs) No, no, no. That's okay. So let me give you some strategies to, to think about looking for a deal. So I'd I'd like you to, to try this. I'd like you to go to google.com slash flights. Google.com slash flights. And you're going to fly all over the country with your computer for a few minutes. Okay. And what you can do with Google is you can pull up a fair calendar, and I want you to try multiple possibilities with it. 
Uh, Southern California has six airports. In addition to San Diego, of course, there's the uh, Los Angeles airport, which is giant. Long Beach, which is smaller. Um, Orange County, which is much closer to San Diego. Ontario, which is a bit further from San Diego. And then uh, Burbank, which is on the northern end of the Los Angeles metro area. And that would be your last choice. But you can try them all and try from Savannah, Jacksonville, and Orlando. Okay. Many times the fares out of Orlando will be the cheapest you're going to find. Yes. But if you if you try the keep popping in different city combinations and you try the six airports in Southern okay. California, the three airports I named on the East Coast, and you okay. look at that fare calendar, you're going to find a deal. Okay. I will do that. I am excited. Because you said we you, have you, a you, you've, in never the been, you've never been to the West Coast. So if you go into somewhere else, everything you see is going to be fun. Yes. And uh, my nephew is a Marine. That's why I want to go to San Diego. Wow. A tough guy. So we can visit him. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, they call him a Hollywood Marine, though. Well, very nice. Yeah. You know, the Marines make fun of the Hollywood Marines. They say the real Marines are the ones that do um, training in South Carolina. Well, we actually, when he uh, graduated from uh, basic training, we picked him up in South Carolina and took him back home to Virginia. Okay. <laughs> and um, and then from Virginia, he was stationed in uh, in uh, California and San Diego. Well, that is a great duty station. If you would, when you talk to him or see him, please express to him my gratitude for sure his will. bravery and patriotism for our country because that is that is putting your life in harm's way putting yourself on the ultimate front line for our nation's defense as a marine john joins us on the clark howard show hi john hey clark it is a great privilege to speak with you well you're kind it's Um, great to have you here (laughs) thanks a lot and you know before i ask my question i just want to tell you you are a great hero for the consumer, and um, I thank you so much for everything you do for me, and I know for so many other people that listen uh, to your show, and uh, thank you for all of your service. You've been fantastic. Well, that is such a nice thing for you to say, and it's you can't even imagine what a privilege it is for me because I look at one of the highest values we can have as a human being is to do things in service of others and our country, and so to be able to do this and serve people as a way to earn a living is, I mean, I got paid to do something that brings me so much joy. That's fantastic. And, you know, beyond your professional, all the work you do for Habitat and everything else, you are a fantastic human being and somebody that I certainly would love to model myself after. So thank you again. Thank well, you. I got to tell you one rule, John, though, if you ever start volunteering at Habitat like I do, uh-huh. and I volunteer at Habitat, um, what, about 30 build days a year? never remember anything that you learned at Habitat when you get home so that you don't have to do that stuff at home. Exactly. Exactly. I, I know how that is. Uh, the, the honeydew list will get much longer. Um, yes. But uh, <laughs> my question is, uh, you know, in years past, we um, as consumers have been encouraged to keep lots of forms, lots of different um, documentation related to just our life. You know, everything from bank statements, credit card statements and receipts, stock brokerage statements, 401k and IRAs, 
uh, insurance policies. And, you know, in the old days when you'd get stuff in the mail, you know, you just you never were sure how you would get it again. So you put it in a file and you'd build a huge drawer, file drawer of all these things. You know, now with digital technology and our ability to call any of these providers and say, hey, can I get a statement from March of uh, 2017? And they're able to get it to you pretty quickly. You know, is it worth you know, maintaining all this paperwork now? And, you know, and I realize it may vary you know, on the different types of documents. But what's, what's the rule now? And I, and I know IRS says you know, seven years and after that, you can throw it away because the statute of limitations ends. What are the rules on all of these different documents, just so that I can try to clear out these drawers? Yeah, and this is a conundrum for so many people. I'm a big fan of you scanning stuff in and storing it on your own external hard drive in your home. Mm-hmm. And I okay. find that that is a great way to eliminate clutter. Other people really like using Google Drive as a way because it's a really cheap storage thing you can use and with it you can uh, essentially take a digital picture of all your documents that you are trying to figure out keep or toss and it's a way Mm -hmm. for you to have those digital records Um, so I think and it doesn't have to be Google Drive it could be any of the cloud storage kind of things but are you an Android or iPhone are you Apple or Windows like which world do you live in? Yeah, I'm locked in the uh, the Apple universe. Everything I've got is Apple. And one of the reasons why I do that, of course, is it's, it's easy for everything to talk to each other. All right. So you might find you benefit from a hard drive. They are so cheap now for external drives. Yeah. And yeah. you can very easily back up data on them. And do you have a scanner? I do, yes. Yeah, so, uh, you know, you scan it, get it in the system, and toss it. Okay, great advice, great advice. And that's a way um, for you to be free of endless paperwork. This is the Clark Howard Show. Thanks for joining us today. The Clark Howard Show is produced by Kim Drobes, Joel Larsgaard, Deborah Reese, and Jim Ayers. And remember, 24 hours a day, we're there to serve you at Clark.com and ClarkDeals.com.